When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. The Parkins and Spiegel Show. If y'all ready, give me a hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Kyle Turley and Jim McMahon are running for president because of weed. Well, I'd like to hear about it, potheads. Jim McMahon. How, how, did you, how did you get the top of the ticket? How did we get to be that Jim McMahon could be president of these here United States? Well, Kyle wanted me to be president because he, he thinks I'm going to take a bullet, so he's going to move right in. <laughs> Perfect. We don't know if it was uh, Lee Harvey Oswald or a whole big thing there, but uh, he kind of got blown away. You know, we're, we're just trying, you know, we got to get rid of this two-party system. Nobody's... Nobody has any confidence in it anymore. Was that an easy job like you have? You have the easiest job on earth. <laughs> you smoke all day. <laughs> have you gotten high at the White House before? Well, I know that Willie Nelson smoked on the White House roof. I tried to get up there when I was with the Packers, and then we finally went with the Bears, so they wouldn't let me up on the roof. If we get in, it's definitely going to you'll see a smoke cloud above it. <laughs> Honestly, he might have my vote, guys. Let's investigate a little further. Could you? Well, could I you? I know I'm more coherent with it than what the guy that is in charge now. So. <laughs> there it is. And 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 Joan, Shangang, Shanga, Koala. Could you tell us uh, more about the platform of the Cannabis Freedom Party? Is there? What are some of your your major principles what that we can think are we about? Changing, yeah, yeah, absolutely. The Safe Banking Act, rescheduling it down to Schedule Three. Uh, oh dang, there's five or six bullet points. They always tell me to talk about, and I always forget them. <laughs> I need yeah, to carry you're, around you're that little list in my pocket. Yeah. Now you're ready to run for office. I know how we can get Kenny out. Ow. Weed, man. We'll sell weed. Oh, man, you can't up in the side to sell weed. You gotta know people to plug you into that kind of... I do. Wait. Wait, I think I got an idea. Why don't we sell that we smoked the other night, yo? Yeah. You suggested that already. For real, B? Marijuana affects the memory. One, two, three. Here we go, Tim. Here we go. Here we go, Tim. Here we go, Tony. The Parkinson Spiegel Show. Afternoons from 2 to 6 on 670 The Score in Odyssey Station. Thank you to everyone for hanging out with the Parkins and Spiegel Show right here on The Score. We've got a lot going on as always. We're expecting, in fact, we know that Julius Peppers, Steve Mongo McMichael, and, and Devin Hester will all make it into the Pro Football Hall of Fame tonight. We're very excited about that. Yeah, that's tonight. That's, that's so cool, man. And, and keep in mind that that means the Bears will have three people getting inducted that first weekend of August, and the Bears might be playing in the Hall of Fame game. I heard Dan Weederer tease that possibility. So 
A weekend in Canton, Ohio, for you Bears fans, might be fun in the first weekend of August. Why just you Bears fans? How about us? How about us? Road tripping. A little Radio Row situation there. Yeah, we could make our own. Make a little drive. and That's a great call, actually. We can make the drive. He probably won't play, but Caleb Williams can begin his career in Canton and end his career in Canton as a Bear. Look at you. I take that from Bill Zimmerman. He he said that first, but I like it. I I like the thought Mm -hmm. of uh, beginning your career in Canton uh, because that's where it's going to end. And so then also, uh, we should let people know that the Bulls did nothing at the trade deadline today, uh, probably to the surprise of no one. We'll weigh in on that in a little bit. And Arturis Karnishev has talked about the nothingness. He did. And uh, tomorrow at 3 p.m. is our favorite segment of the year. Is it your favorite segment? It's definitely my favorite it's, segment. It's up there, man. Yeah. It's, uh, it's pretty wonderful. Uh, where we basically just... Either that or, like, things that matter from spring training. Well, that's a good one, obviously. Thank you. Uh, basically... We try to get as many people as we possibly can to call in and give Super Bowl predictions all in one segment. We just ask them, who's going to win the Super Bowl? What's the score going to be and why? And so we don't know who is coming on until they're up on the sh- on the screen. Shane works on it, you know, for weeks and days uh, mm-hmm. leading up to it. And it creates a tremendous amount of stress and anxiety for him for just one segment. And you and I just get to hang out and, and enjoy. That's tomorrow at 3 o'clock. That sounds uh, delightful. Uh, raise a glass here, a toast to the show, the Parkinson Spiegel Show, a toast to the mob. Thank you, Cheers. Tanny. Thank Cheers. you, Sh- Shane. Cheers. And Danny, cheers, everyone. It's 5 o'clock somewhere. We're an hour late for Wani. No one I'd rather be doing this nonsense with. You guys are the goods. Not even Pony? (laughs) Well, that's the night, buddy. That's the night. We've created the best of both worlds. Oh, and Nick Wright is coming on tomorrow. Talk about the big game with Pony tonight. Little programming Bank. content idea. That's a good call, yeah, producer right? man. That's yeah. why Tanny's the goods. Yeah. Are you required to kiss his fanny once before the end of the football <laughs> season? Does that happen on tonight's show? They don't do it. We don't kiss each other's fannies on this show hey, anymore. It's a good idea. Maybe once just before the end of the season. Hey, we're number two in major market. You saw who was number one in mid market? Andrew Filippone. Oh, that's right. Was yeah. it really? Yeah, Andrew Filippone. Less one. educated people down there, I hear, in, in <laughs> mid-market well, places. Honestly, <laughs> that's hilarious. Uh, Those lists really are a racket. Yeah, it's a complete joke. <laughs> it's weird, Tanny, because I swear to God, we heard Pony get booed at PNC, but Just this show the didn't idiots, get... haters and losers would boo Pony. Oh, that's guy's right. guy's awesome. Hey, that's he right. got us great tickets that night. He did. To see Mike Clevenger on the bump. <laughs> I'm remind of, reminded of Alice and Janney, given the update... Given the update in uh, in the Howard Stern movie, those who hate Howard listen for 23 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Continuously. Most common answer, they just want to hear what he has to say next. Yeah, if you don't have haters, you're not doing it right. Exactly right. All right. So, Mr. Spiegel. Yes, sir. You have uh, some, we calling this sourced intel? What are we calling this? Yeah. Deep background? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I've definitely got some people on the stadium stuff. You're uh, educated for both uh, both the Bears and the White Sox, and in, and in this case, look, we've talked plenty about both situations: the Bears making the possible leverage play, or do they actually want to build a dome on the lakefront in the South Lot? The White Sox trying to make their move to the seventy-eight. Now, here's the thing: there is uh, a lot of joylessness in this conversation, where you have to choose whether or not to get educated on some on some governmental and political and financial minutiae, right? Would you, would you say it's among the most joyless things we do? Uh, 
it's it's up there. I mean, it, it, it beats a scandal, you know what I mean, in covering that sort of thing, which happens in sports all the time. Oh, that's a good question. So would you rather do this or the Northwestern hazing scandal for days on end? I'd rather do this. Because I do think that, like, in general, it, it, hey, where I watch a game matters to people. Mm-hmm. You know, but how the sausage gets made often doesn't. And I do find it a little hard to make it that entertaining but this does impact people yes but you know if, if the bears go to arlington heights it impacts a lot of people yes. positively and negatively absolutely if the if the white Sox go to the 78 from 35th and shields that impacts a lot of people positively and negatively yes and and there are negatives to discuss for sure and lord knows our midday show will find them and they'll do it but there's also positives to imagine, like the specter of fans happily in the new place and how that would feel and what that would do for the organizations, et cetera. Listen, I think that the conversation about the negatives of moving away from 35th and Shields, which we've had with Dan and Lawrence, which we've had with Dilla, yeah. and which are 100% valid and they should be a huge factor in this, they also should include it will be worse for some White Sox fans. And it will be better for other White Sox fans. Mm-hmm. That's just the reality of it. Because now you can, you can certainly make the argument that it is worse for more and better for fewer because they are moving north and they are moving away from the south side, but they are moving towards a more populated area. So it's possible that this is more convenient for more White Sox fans. Yes. and, and Just it's, because it's a more popular... My, but my point is, is like, it sucks for the businesses around there and... Without a pe- doubt. People down there, but it's going to be good for other businesses. You know what I mean? Like, th- this is not for zero, sure. zero sum. There are people that are going to be thrilled. There are people that are going to be upset about this uh, equation. I thought Dilla made some wonderful points in studio with us the other day about some ways that the White Sox and or the developers could take care of the South side and really, you know, pay attention to some of the issues that they're leaving behind. But, but yes, I I wanted to share this, which I've now learned is a real deal that the potential financing that cranes, Chicago business referenced for the bears, local stadium, the Chicago dream stadium is the very same potential financing that the white Sox stories have been referencing. It is this unique bonding clause in the law that governs the Illinois Sports Facilities Authority, right? And it's a clause that expires at the end of this year. Basically, and you've heard about some of this, but I want to let you know it applies to both situations. There's a clause that was tucked into the state budget bill in 2021 that allows the ISFA, the Illinois Sports Facilities Authority, to refinance debt and issue new bonds for sports projects above the current cap of $150 million or $399 million for other property owned by other agencies, such as Soldier Field title holder, the Chicago Park District. So that means it applies to both the Soldier Field folks and the guaranteed rate folks. And this would be that hotel tax that you've heard about where 2% the 2% hotel tax would be simply transferred from paying for guaranteed rate as it has been to helping to pay for the 78 project, the new White Sox stadium. That is the very same clause that Kevin Warren and the bears would have to take advantage of 
to finance their new stadium in the South Lot. Now, here's the thing. This clause, which is a loophole because it was just put in in 2021, it expires at the end of 2024. Okay. Danny, it's February. What we have on our hands is a very real and legitimate race between the White Sox stadium dreams and the Bears Chicago stadium dreams as to who could take advantage of this loophole and, and have, that loophole helps sell it to the public because they could do the smoke and mirrors of no new taxes. We're just moving it over from one project to the other. But they're going to need money beyond 2024. Pos- yes, but the, the clause is there for 2024, but it applies to years in the future. Like the the bonds uh, for the White Sox stadium expire in 2032. But the way could be cleared for hundreds of millions in new bonds. It is joyless. But trust me, I called somebody who absolutely knows and says there is not room for both of those entities to make use of this loophole. But both of them need it to get the financing done for their projects. Okay. But the Bears could do Arlington Heights without it? Yes. Bears Arlington Heights is a... But they can't do... Stadium in the South lot without it. Correct. Interesting. Correct. So if the Bears are legitimately planning and trying to make a South lot dome happen, it is a race between the Bears to get it done and the White Sox to get it done. And I think this explains... Well, the White Sox are winning, right? They're moving fast. This explains some of the speed with which they're moving, which I know is off-putting to some people, but it explains the race that is going on here. So, yeah, you've got that explains the speed. And then you have to ask yourself, who do you trust more to win that race? The McCaskies with Kevin Warren now added to the mix or Jerry Reinsdorf, who knows how to get things done with state and local government and did so with this ballpark and with the United Center, of course. I mean, I got to be honest. I give the edge to Reinsdorf. Of course you do. I mean, you can say a lot of things about the guy, but he has played Illinois politics like a fiddle for 30 years, sweetheart deals, funding of stadiums, not public funding necessarily for the United Center, but he's he's gotten what he's wanted, where he's wanted, when he's wanted it. Gets things done in that way. Yeah, okay. So, and here we are. It's kind of interesting that, you know, the story breaks when it did in January, and now here we are. We've already seen the renderings. The already the pitch has already happened with with the mayor. Things are moving quick because it is a race between the White Sox and the Bears as to who can make uh, to make use of this Illinois Sports Facilities Authority loophole before the end of the year. All right, that is that is good stuff. That is that is certainly sourced, and it is a, is an important detail to have in this conversation. Mm-hmm. I listen. I am a North Sider, not a South Sider. I'm a Cubs fan, not a Sox fan. I root for all the teams in town uh, because of my friends and family and the job and Chicago and all, all that. But it also, admit, admittedly, I live in the suburbs, but yeah. I li- but I live in Cook County. But so like. I'm just a guy with an opinion who follows this stuff and knows executives and has a decent understanding of how the sausage is made. I am a little surprised when I hear the conversation about Sox Park moving. Mm -hmm. I feel like it ignores some cold, hard truths or some realities 
that we can say we shouldn't accept or that if we are idealistic, we should not accept or that it's our responsibility to fight against. But maybe I'm just like too much of a pragmatist or too defeated by the reality that the 0.01% actually run the world for the 99.9% of the rest of us. But we all know that when Jerry Reinsdorf, who is 87 years old, passes away, the Reinsdorf family will no longer own the White Sox. This is what's right? been happening is all of his heirs have been going around trying to scoop up minority shares, getting ready to sell the team once Jerry passes. Okay. Absolutely. Okay, so if everybody knows that, and because he's 87, we know that that is a thing that is going to happen in sometime in the next X number of years, right? It's, it, it's not a f- completely, totally... 30 years away, we can't even predict the time, right? It's, it's, it's in the somewhat near-ish future, right? And we wish him all the health, obviously. But, like, there will be a new owner, most likely, when this new stadium opens, right? New, new stadium 2029? 2029, um, yes. All right, so, and maybe not. Maybe, maybe Jerry lives five more years. But, like, the so the, 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 the connection between... Might be 2030. Yeah. The connection between... The lack of quality of the team on the field currently and the new stadium, they don't, to me, seem that related. Because I believe that Jerry Reinsdorf would be doing this if the White Sox won the World Series last year. If instead of to win 65 games this year, they were expected to win 95 games this year. He'd still be doing this. yeah, so I don't think this is tied to, like, oh, this is smoke and mirrors, or this is deception, or the only way to increase attendance is by putting a better product on the field, because the stadium is old. Wrigley Field, Dodger Stadium, Fenway Park, where the Angels play, Oakland, they're leaving, the Trop, one of the worst stadiums in baseball, Rogers Center, which is undergoing a $300 million renovation, and Kauffman Stadium, they're moving, they're going downtown to a new stadium. Those are the only stadiums in baseball older than guaranteed rate field. Mm-hmm. So... There's going to be a new owner, quite possibly before this stadium opens, but certainly in the near future after the stadium opens. Yeah. The new owner is going to want a new stadium. Without a because doubt. Because the current stadium is old. Without a doubt. See, here's the thing. Why is he doing this? Why is Jerry doing this? He's doing it first and foremost, okay, to make the team higher in price without a doubt as soon as they start the build the the value of the franchise increases exponentially this is not some like beautifully altruistic pure legacy move by Reinsdorf like it it's certainly in there in part in my opinion, like he wants to ensure that the team stays in the well, he south loves side. Ba- he loves baseball. He loves baseball. Yeah. He loves this organization. No one disputes that. He loves that they are on the south side. He wants to ensure that they stay in Chicago and on the south side. I do believe that is a part of it. But the number one goal here is to increase the values so his heirs are left with a more profitable team to sell. Like, it, it has always been a Jerry Reinsdorf vanity project. It has been. Yeah. And it continues to be. 
this will increase the value for his heirs. They're behind it. That's why everybody's behind it, because they can sell for more. So that's number one, is that's why he's doing it. There is this legacy thing. There is a desire to leave the organization better. There is a desire to leave the thing on the south side. But there's also the reality of trying to make the most damn money. It's just that in this situation, you can let the vanity project create something that actually will be advantageous for your team if you're a White Sox fan. Vanity Project has done things that have been bad for you for several years. This could be good for you. Yeah, I I think that it is it's a pretty obvious move. The, to be honest, like it will be more convenient for some people. It'll be less convenient for others. The the renderings are what they are. They are renderings. They will it will change between now and then. The economic projections are completely pie in the sky and unrealistic. It will ultimately come in short. Uh, we will foot the bill for some of this one way or the other. And instead of the money being routed to education and public school teachers and fighting crime, it will go to developers and real estate contracts and billionaires. And that all of that sucks. It's also reality. I, you know, it, 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 I don't like it. We can't change it. And in terms of what, what, what don't you like that he who has the gold I, makes yeah, the rule? I don't. I don't like, obviously, the park right now is good enough. And if this thing's going to cost a couple billion dollars, what would be better for the city if a couple billion dollars went into public schools? Or if a couple billion dollars went into developing the 78 for the White Sox, obviously mm-hmm. the thing that has a more of an impact on public good would be public education. Obviously. Oh my God! Of course. You know. You know what I mean? Like, that, but that is not. That's just not how the world works, man. I, yeah. I wish it did. I wish I was the mayor and the czar and the president of everything. You know what I mean? But like, he is going to get this through, and it will be good for him. His legacy, his heirs, the White Sox, probably the majority of White Sox fans, if we're being honest, if it helps the White Sox be a more viable organization in the long run in terms of putting a better product on the field in the future. And it'll also be good for acquiring new White Sox fans, frankly, because there are not enough White Sox fans, as we know. You'll have a better shot at acquiring new ones with this. Right, and so like the Pittsburgh example crown jewel ballpark but they don't draw anything and they're bad it's because of bad ownership yeah absolutely so the question is going to be they're running a flim flam game they're they're playing at the bottom of the payroll thing in in mlb and if the new owners do that that would suck well that you don't you have no idea what the new owners will do if the new if if the story if if jerry reinsdorf was 50 we'd be talking about this very differently very differently if the story was michael reinsdorf is going to take over the white Sox. We'd be talking about this differently. Mm-hmm. But the, the reality is a new owner is going to buy this team and then they are going to be responsible for putting a better product on the field. And then that owner will want a new stadium because this stadium is old and not special. Right. So this- and then the question is, would the new owner prefer for the new stadium to be at 35th and Shields? Or at the 78. And I think if you're being honest with yourself, most owners, billionaires, would rather it be in a developed neighborhood closer to a more populated area. A hundred percent. And let, and let, so let me th- add th- this. That's the pragmatism of the situation as I see it. I totally get it. I think you're right. Let, let me add this. If you sold to a new owner with the stadium as is at 35th and Shields, 
they're then going to want to build themselves a new place. Where would they do it? Would they do it there? Unlikely, frankly. Would they do it at the 78? Maybe if it's still there and they could navigate the politics that they would have to navigate. Would they talk to Nashville in a more realistic way? Would they look outside of Chicago, outside of Illinois? Entirely possible. Doing this before you sell kind of ensures that the new owner is going to stay there gonna, and you're keeping it in Chicago. So there's there's lots of, of reasons that I think this is a, a good idea for the White Sox. And I recognize there are a lot of bad implications and I recognize that it does feel like you're rewarding on some level an owner who has done some bad things. But zoom out from this season like you were talking about in a competitive sense and zoom out from what the past 15 20 years have shown you in terms of economic viability this is a new different kind of playing field that is trying to be created here and the quality of the team that is on the field at the new stadium is going to be up to the new owner yes and and you know what the new owner is probably going to do not hire from within and do some oh, of the no idea. insular loyalty crap that has been going on there for so long listen i don't know I don't know. I don't know who's going to buy the team, right? I mean, it hasn't worked for Steve Cohen in New York. It, it, we, we don't know. We, I don't, the, the new owner could be worse than the Reisdorfs. Could be worse. Possible. Well, you know, I, mean, I don't know. Like, but it's, they're going to want a new stadium. So this is what is going to happen. And I just think that's the reality of the situation. And by the way, if you want to make the case that the new stadium should be at 35th and Shields, you can make that case. They've already they've done it once. They mm-hmm. tore down Comiskey and they built in the in the exact same location. I think that most likely the thing that would be more valuable to sell the franchise, like, hey, I could sell the White Sox at 35th and Shields for X, or I could sell the White Sox with the stadium at the 78. Which number is higher? I think we all would agree that selling the White Sox with the stadium at the 78 gets the Reinsdorf heirs a higher sale price. His other team did nothing at the trade deadline today. What it means, next on The Score. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. 
Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.